you get bad blood? Maya, don't go overboard. My cholesterol's a little elevated. It probably just runs in my family. Oh, damn. My mama has a high cholesterol and my grandmother had the quadruple bypass. <sighs> well, the doctor said that it can be controlled with diet. You know, like cutting out the fried foods. Oh, I hear you, girl. I see the way you be packing away that fried calamari down at the J-spot. <laughs> yeah. And hitting your weekly fish fries. You know, girl, it's funny you should mention that because I've been toying with the idea of giving me one of them George Foreman girls. You know, the big one. And you know, I really need to get myself back on a regular exercise schedule. Because you know, I've been spending the weekends driving back and forth out there to Lancaster. You can always bring the dumbbells on the Greyhound. <laughs> Another episode of Oh Hell Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. Today we're talking about bad blood. Nope, not that bad blood, girlfriends. Baby, now we got bad blood. No, not that one. Please stop it. Please, please stop. <laughs> but yeah, this episode was ah okay. Still yeah. leaves a lot to be desired for season seven. But anyway, I'm Nettie Smith and I'm Etsy Rowe. Uh, today's episode originally aired 10-16-2006, written by Mark Alton Brown and D. LaDuke. But before we get into the episode, we got some stuff with the streets. Oof, child. Puffy Sean Combs, Diddy P. Diddy Love. Papa Diddy Pop. Papa Diddy Pop. Bring your ass to the front of the motherfucking <laughs> congregation. It's not funny. I'm sorry. It's not funny. Go ahead. Bring your ass. Side note. You know what someone had said online they said you can tell what generation someone is from based on what they call diddy so like oh yeah if you call him puff <laughs> you call him puff you was no g you was there from the jump yeah, well g if you call him p diddy uh you're a little younger if you call yeah, him diddy 2000s. sit down and love child <laughs> i don't even want to hear what you got to say you yeah. were the man in the trenches <laughs> I don't think anybody call him that. But anyway. Oh go my ahead. god. But um on a serious note, I encourage y'all to read this whole court document. First of all, I ain't never y'all know I be I be I be liking a tea. Nettie knows I be liking a tea. Yep. So mm-hmm. a lot of these court documents and things I be reading and shit, because, you know, I don't like getting it from these blogs. They don't post the whole thing and niggas don't And read. I love that. I love that about you because they Thank will you. they will edit it. They will edit the stuff out that you're they don't want you to see and all that stuff you get it from the direct and I, I like that a lot. Commendable. Absolutely. And this was the first document I have read that has a warning, a disclaimer on the court document on the front page. Yes. Miss mm-hmm. Ventura versus Mr. Combs. There's a warning on this document. That's how explicit it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go through some highlights of the abuse that Puffy and Trigger warning for... Oh, oh, this is crazy. Domestic so abuse and... We're going to move on to the episode. Oh, yeah. Should we give them a time? Let me give them yes. a time right now. You know what? Six minutes. Fast forward six, six minutes. minutes. If you don't want to <laughs> hear um, about domestic ab- violence and certain types of abuse. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right. So first things first. This nigga met her when she was 19 years old and he was 37. That alone. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Cassie 
if I'm not mistaken, Cassie's age right now still isn't how old he was when he old met her. He was when he met her. If I'm not mistaken, because she was 19. This is 2005, or maybe she's just about. But either way, that's I'll, crazy. I'll, I'll get our team on it real quick, and we'll come back. Go ahead. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll come back to that. But that's insane. That's number one. Number two, Diddy. You signing niggas to 10 album deals? <laughs> I don't think he mean that. That's how you just lock somebody in. That's a slavery thing. He's just wanted to keep her. Exactly. Keep somebody. And it's like, for those of y'all who are not familiar, that is absolutely not the standard deal. It's usually four, five, six, somewhere in that range. Yeah. So if a By nigga... By the way, um, Crack Team got on it and uh, Cassie is actually 37. She turned 37 a few months ago. Like maybe oh, back in August. So, just <laughs> turned. Yeah, so any motherfucker who signed you to a 10 album deal is insane. They mm-hmm. want to own your whole life. Let me put this in perspective. Whitney Houston in her 30 year career did not release up to 10 albums. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Rihanna has been out for almost 20 years, hasn't released up to 10 albums. Same thing would be. So, when I say that this nigga wanted to own her own life from the moment he got in contact with her like so yeah. that's number one number two they had these what do i want to call them i'm just gonna call them entanglements called fos it stands for freak offs so Sounds i'm like gonna a read squid game or something and this is this is direct oh, okay i'm gonna read this document right and this is word for word bar for bar okay ah <sighs> mr combs insisted she wear white nail polish to contrast her nails with the skin of the black men he hired to have sex with her. Her, as in Cassie. During the FO, Mr. Combs would instruct Miss Ventura to pour excessive amounts of oil over herself and then would specifically tell Miss Ventura where to touch the sex workers. Mr. Combs would say things like, grab that big black dick and ask her, how does it feel? as he directed her to perform for him. During the FO's freak offs, in addition to directing Miss Ventura and masturbating, Mr. Combs would use his phone, laptop, and tablet to film Miss Ventura having sex with the hired sex worker. He treated the forced encounter as a personal art project, adjusting the candles he used for lighting to frame them. Child! Okay. Yo, I'm I'm like, uh, are we leaving that in? Oh, well, we did say trigger warning. Uh, oh, my God. So. Uh, wow. Now, if you're in the industry, you've already heard people know some things about about Mr. Combs. OK, niggas mm-hmm. don't be saying nothing because that's how much money and power that he has that you just kind of be like, OK, moving on. But there is a few things that stuck out to me. Number one, other than obviously the abuse, right? Number one was Diddy blowing up Kid Cudi's car 10 years ago because Cassie and Kid Cudi were dating and Kid Cudi's reps confirming that that's true. Damn. Uh Uh-uh. Number two was him hanging Cassie's friend over a 17th floor balcony like a fucking baby dangling her off the balcony like MJ did with them kids. 
Oh, sorry. That's not fun. I, we were making jokes, too. I, 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 I had to put that in there because that's the first image that came to my head. Why, why, I mean, he's dangling a grown person like Suge Knight. But, but that's what, that's Suge Knight behavior. Have said that instead of the baby, but. Bro. <laughs> so there's that. And then it's like, to think about the fact that, like, this is all that it took for him to pay this money in less than 24 hours. She didn't even empty the whole clip. She got more. Come on. First of all, if you in the industry, you've heard more than this. And this is just through the murmurings. So if Cassie, who was with him for over 10 years, there's more. And there's a reason Mm. why he, he, he wrote that check so quick. Because you know why? When you go to court, everything is public record right? Niggas gonna have to be subpoenaed. Okay? Including your faves. Because there's no way that he was this reckless and he ain't do it in front of some of your faves. Them niggas gonna have to come to court too. Alright? And Mm. some shit would have had to go down. I think it would have blew up a lot. um, Yeah, but you never know who else got something to say. Yeah, more people people might pop up. up. To wrap this up, it's it's not lost on me that Cassie's word was enough, right? Unlike her other black female pairs. I thought about that. No one's really being like, oh, what a liar. Like, most of the people are just like, we believe it. Okay? It's not lost on us. You know, Cassie didn't have to show pictures of her wounds. Mm -hmm. Cassie didn't have to show screenshots of surveillance footage of that hotel that Diddy paid off to get rid of the um, footage of him beating her ass. Cassie didn't have to show any of that. Her word was enough. Yeah. Hmm. When will we get to a time where a black woman's word is enough? Well, not in our lifetimes for sure. I can't say what's going to happen after we're gone, but does not look promising. It's not lost on me. I see how y'all how y'all roll when it's when it's oh, yeah. the, the, the the non-black ones. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, that was heavy. I don't know if that might be the heaviest we got on this show. Oof. I don't know. Shout out to Cassie Show. <laughs> Puff. What is going on? Woo! Let's get into this episode, Bad Blood. We have a cold open that's going to be led by Miss Etsy Rowe. Go ahead and give me that cold open. Okay, so William, William is at his therapist. And then his therapist is saying that if he fails to address the feeling, he's going to start manifesting erratic behavior. Like shit that just doesn't make sense. Monica feelings about Monica. He gonna start doing the most. And then cuts to him yelling at Monica because she took one of his coins for the meter. Like, just, what is this? Hold on. Do you know what he said, though? He was collecting the quarters. Did you ever do that with the state quarters when they first came out? Like... I remember. And then there was those quarters that used to be on those infomercials. Yeah. Call 1-800-224. If you don't remember, you're, you're, you're too young. You're way too young way too young um, this but is I definitely a 2000s I was, thing. I was working so hard to get that shit and my parents bought me the map that you put the the quarters, the quarters in, in. <laughs> i still oh got that bitch and it, it gets to the point where you're like dang i need some money for the fucking <laughs> maybe i can pop these bitches out but and then try to get another one but they were so rare that you're like i don't yeah, know if i want to like, take like, that these chance. could be worth money one day i have friends that would tell me yo it's just gonna be like twelve dollars and fifty cents they're not gonna be worth anything and i think i mean to this day i don't think they're worth anything i mean is that not bread though 
for a quarter to twelve dollars and fifty cents. But you can get that anywhere. Come on, I, I'm I thinking. Know, what I was I know, thinking was like thousands of dollars. Thousands if of I dollars. save these, if yeah. I get every single state. Oh my god! But nah, that, they ain't worth a damn. Yo, the amount of bullshit that they could get away with in the two thousands and the early two thousand and tens because the internet wasn't really popping, popping like that for us to educate ourselves is or social hilarious. media. So you couldn't have other people that have been like testimonial, like I tried this and this didn't work. So don't do this, guys. Like there was nothing yeah. like that. Uh, we all so got got. <laughs> <laughs> so they made a lot of money off of uh desperate people trying to collect all those quarters but william just needed uh south dakota monica's like how you knew south dakota was even in the jar and he goes how do you know it wasn't <laughs> and uh we get our theme our theme is still shortened mm-hmm. i don't know why mm-hmm. but whatever and they still they just all got on black oh it's gonna be black the whole time it ain't gonna change <laughs> oh god whose decision was that I don't know. It, that's lazy, too. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we start out the episode at Maya's house. We hear a truck approaching. And she tells Jabari, the garbage man is here. Get your butt out here. And she's yelling because he ain't take out the trash the night before. And so um, she hands him the bag. And he goes, why don't you take it out? I was like, huh? <laughs> what? Let me tell you something. He was trying to be a little smart ass. And him being raised by Maya and um, Darnell, he knows better. He absolutely oh, I don't know knows how better. We would be seeing uh, how uh, Darnell was talking to her. Maybe he inherited some stuff. Oh, catch it. Telling her how to, telling her what to do. Maybe he heard and was like, oh, that's how you get mama to uh, do what I want her to do. All right, I'll yell at her too. We talked about that in another episode when he ran hmm. away. But... Maya checks him and says, go outside and catch the garbage man before he leaves. And then he opens the front door and it's Joan. And he's like, hey, Aunt Joan. Instead of Auntie Joan, like we previously heard. I'm like, oh, he growing up. Mm-hmm. He don't say Auntie Joan no more. Just Aunt Joan. Mm-hmm. It's shortened. What's next is going to yeah. be? Joan? I don't like it's him shortening shit. It's going to be Don't say. From the South, we don't do that. We don't call adults by first name. Right. We put Miss. There's some kind of modifier beforehand. But Joan's there for the fish fry. She came uh, 10 hours early because it takes forever to get to Maya's. Apparently, Maya lives 60 miles away? God damn, bitch. I'm like, girl, we're going to have to Skype or something. We're gonna, I'll, I'll buy fish at my house and I'll eat it while you while, while I, I watch a live stream think... of your house. <laughs> damn. Oh, wait, that's super far. Because I'm thinking of it's like how an far... hour, hour and a half. It's like an hour... Or an hour and a half with traffic, thereabouts, in a car, because I used to drive. Because I'm thinking about how far I am from you, and that's only like... Like 10, 15 miles. 10 Maybe 10. Yeah. 9, 10? Yeah. And Etsy still don't come visit me. That's a lot. So... That's <laughs> because we in New 60. York. <laughs> <laughs> she don't even come visit miles. me when it's only 10 miles in between us. 60 fucking miles? Oh, oh my we're going to have to. That's an hour and a half. Are you sure? That's not like two? I don't think it's two because you drive, you go there. You When you get in a car, you drive about 60 miles an hour. Sometimes if you can push it to 70 on a good day ah, when there's no traffic. I see. Um, but when there's traffic, that'll slow you down to about an hour 15, hour and a half. Um, I see. Especially in LA. Shit. You may as well stay home. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that. Um maybe every other weekend or something 
Yeah, I think every other weekend sounds realistic, but every weekend, every single weekend? That's kind of crazy. Gas money. (laughs) Well, Joan got it, so. Well, yeah, that's true. And so Maya suggests uh, pushing the speed limits to 90 miles an hour so she can make it in about 40 minutes. That's like a little Johnny math problem. (laughs) (laughs) If Johnny leaves at this time and drives 90 miles an hour, what time will he arrive in Lancaster? She says less than 40 minutes. I don't know about that. But she also suggests Mm. getting a carpool lane and bringing Lynn so that she could go faster in the carpool lane. But Joan's like, why don't we just do the fish fish fries at my place? And Maya says, ain't no good fish in your neighborhood. So no. Actually, Maya fishes for her own fish. We used to do that back in the South when I was little. Me and my uncle would go out. We would go out in the morning. Not out of necessity. It's 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 fun to fish, guys. Chill. Yeah. And we would catch our fish, and then when my grandma came home from work, you know, we would give her the fish. She'd clean them and fry them up, and we would eat what we what we caught that day. It's fun. I don't know where she's going in Lancaster, but okay. Right. But next we meet up. Uh, we see the J spot. I think Joan is examining candle holders with someone. Monica comes over and calls the candle holders ugly. And William's there, too. And then he's like, hey, guys, I got to go back to real work. I'm like, damn, so this is fake work to you, William? (laughs) So Monica's like, all right, bye, sweetheart. And William makes this really disgusted face while he's turned Mm. away from her. (laughs) And he's Mm -hmm. like, bye. And Monica's like, oh, so what time um, are you going to be home? I'm cooking. I'm cooking the Tuscan chicken tonight. What time do you think you'll be home? I don't know. Well, can you give me a time frame? Because I need to make my practice chicken first before I cook my real one. He's very short and vague with her. He doesn't have a time frame. He doesn't want to tell her a time frame. He just say some smart shit about, like, I'm going to get home whenever I leave the office. I'm like, duh. So we see Monica look sad. And she tries to pretend like everything's cool and everything. It's mad awkward. And Joan clocks it and tries to give her some advice. And she's like, Monica, I don't mean to be all up in your business. And Monica says, well, don't. And then Joan's mm. like, oh, ho, ho. oh, you can get smart with me, but you can't get smart with your nigga. She what? don't say that, but that's what she meant. Catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where is that energy when William's giving you these short answers and shit? Like, come on, Monica, step it up. This ain't what I'm used to. Monica's usually got that sharp tongue, you know? Exactly. And to take it a bit further, if I was Joan, I would have said, you ain't had that energy for him and he's the one that's fucking you. I'm not. So. (laughs) Catch it. Drop the the mic. (laughs) See, that's how we would have rewrote the scene for 2023. (laughs) 2023. If it was HBO. Hey, it's called Max now. It's, on, it's oh. called Max. Careful. Period. Uh, so Monica's like, well, you know, my fiance is a very busy man. I've learned to be flexible with his comings and goings. I'm like, oh, you, oh, you begging to get cheated on. Oh, God. Oh, Monica. God. Oh, God. <laughs> this this pick me too flexible y'all you bitches be bending yourself like a motherfucking pretzel for these niggas when they are 
desperately trying to tell you to leave. When men start acting funny, mm-hmm. this is what they do. Because they rather not end it to A, not make themselves look like the bad guy. And two, because I mean, bitch, you're still giving him pussy. So what the fuck would he end it? And <laughs> <laughs> they want you to do the breaking up. They switching up for a reason. He is yeah. being mean to her for a reason. They know and what we, they're and doing. And he says it. He tells yes. uh, Darnell. He's telling his therapist. He tells himself. To push her out. He tells himself, you're right. He does, in fact, tell himself. <laughs> and she's not catching it. She's not catching it. And I don't feel like, I don't know if it's a writing thing, but the Monica we used to know would have caught it. Would have never. So, never. She wouldn't put she's herself through this. this. Like, this is what I'm saying with the writing. And also, we know that William can be, like, an idiot. But him being this malicious is also kind of out of character yeah. a little bit. It's like, since when yeah. were you a piece of shit? <laughs> I don't know. This is weird. Yeah. Okay. You've always been a corny dude, but not a piece of shit. Like, right. You know? So That was all Tony or somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is some type of shit Tony would do. I think they just gave her traits to like different people to spread out the storyline <laughs> they miss um, her presence yeah monica says well he's the man i love um and i'll do anything this time around to make it work I'm like damn city girls down mm. um Joan says all the sacrifices you make as a fiance are gonna bite you in the butt as a wife as a wife it's the truth Whatever you settle for, baby, that shit is going to come 10 times. It is not yeah, going to be worth he, it. Once he's in there, once he got you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Monica says, well, if it, if he's still nipping at my butt as a wife, hey, then I'm doing something right. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's get past delusional Monica and Delulu. <laughs> Delulu. <laughs> And head on over to Joan. She is at the doctor getting some blood work done. So Joan is like, okay, how much time I got? Like, Joan, calm down. You're like 32. <laughs> Relax. Um, so the doctor is like, no, you're fine. But you know, the cholesterol is a little high. What you've been eating or whatever. And Joan is like, well, you know, I've been, I've been exercising. I haven't had time to exercise recently, but I should be okay. I've been sticking to the same diet. And then it dawns on her that, wait. She's been eating them fried fish every weekend at Maya's crib. It'll get to you. I mean, it will. You can't eat that shit every weekend. I mean, Maya should have some other options as well. Fried fish, not everybody's on that type of time. Not everybody has that much time left, you know? (laughs) So Uh so, um, (laughs) she should be offering other things. But Joan says that deep fried heifer is trying to kill me. And I'm like, damn, dramatic much? You eating the fish? Mm-hmm. She ain't forcing you. Ain't nobody forcing you to eat the fish. Like, if you notice, Monica go over there, she stick with the coleslaw, even though that's that looked pretty bad later on when mm-hmm. she making it. But ain't nobody force you to eat nothing. Mm-hmm. But Moderation. Anyway. Yeah. So we're back at, uh, we're over at William's house. He and Monica are eating dinner. He said the chicken tastes funny and he ain't trying to eat it, like, he looks bored. He looks uninterested, disinterested, whatever. She's like, maybe if I had to reheat it five or six times because you weren't on time. I just think it tastes funny. Well, I guess I won't be making this again. 
great. Let's order a pizza. So what kept you at work so late? Work? Big case? What is this, the third degree? I'm just trying to make conversation, William. Well, shouldn't you be conversing with the Pizza Hut? Monica deadass looks weak. Weak. Mm. Stand the, the fuck up. Scene. Just fucking stand, stand up. up. Just trying to make small talk with her fiance, just as anyone would do. And he like, why are you asking me all these questions? Mm-mm. And that's when Monica finally goes off. Oh, I know you're not talking to me like that. I've been up here for the past five hours cooking for you. And I don't cook. <laughs> and I'll be damned if I continue to bend over backwards for your ungrateful ass. I was thinking that. I'm like, bitch, you cook? She don't. But she trying nope. for him. And then we hear a voice. It sounds like Williams, but his lips are moving. alter ego? Yeah, see, the, um, the subtitles William on Netflix head? refer to him as Cool William. Mm. cool william okay. is sitting across the table um on all only black. real william could see him yeah all black looks like he plays jazz by the way his body double in the foreground of the shot doesn't look like him we only see the back of his neck but the neck isn't wide enough to yeah. be william's neck. <laughs> ah. i was like that ain't his neck <laughs> but cool william says this is gonna be your out this is it she's gonna she's gonna leave or whatever and Monica says, Negro, I know you ain't just sitting here on mute. She's like, what's wrong with you? You broke my heart twice. And I'll be damned if I'm going to let you do that to me again. Cool William tells real William to man up. And then William begs Monica to stay. I'm sorry. Monica, you're right. I've, I've been an ass. I've, I've been pushing you away from me because I just can't see how such a perfect woman like you would want a big oafish malcontent like me. You seem apologetic. You seem to realize the error of your ways, so I'm taking that. But here's the thing. Cool William was trying to tell him this is his chance. Because what William Mm. is doing is he wants to create conflict out of nothing so that Monica will have the chance to break up with him. Because he's too much of a bitch to do it himself. And like I said previously, I mean, you're still fucking him. So, um... (laughs) That is the goal. But real William is just so much of a bitch that he can't even do that. Even when the opportunity presents itself. He don't like confrontation. Uh-huh. This is uh-huh. what he always wanted. He wanted Monica to want to leave. And this was his chance. And he can't even take the thing that he's been wanting for so long. Because he does not want to even go through the confrontation of what's happening. And so he apologizes and Monica says, you sure you want to go through with this marriage? Because if you don't, we should just end it right now. And William says, you know, that he loves her. He wants to spend the rest of his life with her. Don't think he believes it, but he said that to her. So they are still in it. They are still in the game. Red still flag. In God, if you got to ask Monica, if you got to ask him. <laughs> Red flag. You got to ask shit, him. than the apple shell. My thing is... <laughs> My thing is, right, if this is someone who begged you to come back to them, mm. yeah, y'all are still, theoretically speaking, supposed to be in the honeymoon stage. If this nigga is still acting up so soon, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. You know, a lot of women be in these situations and be like, don't worry, I can change him. I could change him. He'll get better. Nope. Yeah, he just, he just needs time. 
Nah. <laughs> uh-uh. And niggas because really the stakes are going to get lower. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any more stakes because mm-hmm. you're already he's already in so deep into the relationship in so many years. I mean, what's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the, he's already got you. Y'all already married. And he could cheat on you and everything. Uh, judging from this, and you'd probably be like, you know, it's fine because I love you and I want to make this work. What do I need to do to make it better? Tell me what I need to do. Leave. He wants you to <laughs> That's leave. That's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene, we uh, see Maya. She's on the phone with Joan. And she's like, oh, hell no. How did you get bad blood? And I'm like, that's a weird way to say it. Uh, sure. But what happens in this scene? You remember the phone call? Yeah. So pretty much Joan is telling uh, Maya that, listen, girl, I'm getting a little bit of cholesterol or whatever. And I think we should start working out, period, at her house. Yeah. Closer to the city. And at first, Joan tries to, like, kind of, you know, throw in here and there that the fish fries might be doing it. And Maya's just like, oh, whatever, you know, could be that fried calamari you be packing down to the J spot. And Maya's like, oh, cholesterol all run in my family, too. My grandma had a quadruple bypass. I was like, damn. Oh, damn Y'all, bitch. go get checked. If you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the episode or if you've seen the episode, go get go get checked for that. Our, our community loves to, you know, to put stuff in our food that might cause a lot of these issues. High cholesterol, high, high blood pressure, diabetes. You know mm-hmm. how we do with the Kool-Aid and all the sugar and the, the yams. <laughs> and the, Just go get checked out. Cause. And in the meantime, please make sure you are doing exercising. Of please go run. Kind. Run, walk for an hour or two, whatever you need to do. Get your ass up and move. Yeah, walk uphill. Mm. Some people be like, well, I walk at the grocery store. I walk at the mall. I'm like, eh, let's put a little bit more more pep in that. Mm-hmm. You know? A little bit more resistance. Something where you got to stretch a little bit, too. That way you make sure you got to do that before mm-hmm. you go. Um, burning some calories because quadruple bypass, girl. God damn. So after Maya talk about the fried calamari at the J spot, Joan's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'll be going to your weekly fish fish fries. And I also don't be having time to exercise because I'll be driving my weekends back and forth out there to Lancaster. Maya says, well, you can bring the dumbbells on the Greyhound. (laughs) I was like, why she will take the Greyhound to her friend's house? Right. Nah, that's whack. I mean, this is LA. Like maybe... Maybe here in New York people do that, but like she has her own car. Why would she take a dusty ass Greyhound? She tried it. So Joan talks about a famous trainer that she's going to invite to her house to help her out. And she invites Maya and Lynn to join her. Uh, Joan tells the girls that she's paying for it. They ain't even got to pay. All they got to do is show up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, I would go. But I would go too. They got to go to her house to do it. They do, but they can make a day out of it. Yeah, I think if if I had a friend that lives 60 miles away, it would have yep. to be a, a situation of it has to be a day. Like, we got to make a day of it or I'm staying for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> make up the room for me. I'm bringing my bags. We're going to stay. I'll Listen. stay till Sunday. <laughs> Listen, have that trade. I come three days a week. That's my three day exercise right there. And um, we're going to make this a whole weekend thing because that is way too far to yeah. make that just just for that mm-hmm. so Lynn could do that 
Because she oh, was saying anyway. to do it. But Maya, I'd be like, yo, Maya, just come on through. We got the um the guest room. The guest, you could stay in the guest room. But then she got a family, though. I don't know. Can she afford to not see her family every weekend? Oh, <laughs> See yeah. her son and her uh, husband? Uh, yeah. Jabari's like, yeah. mom, where you at? Jabari already acting dumb. So yeah. he needs some type of parental surveillance. And I don't think you can bring, if you want to bring Darnell and Jabari to stay too. I don't mm. know if Joan want that. Mm-mm. <sighs> Mm-mm. It's dicey. At least to make a day of it though. Yeah. Maya and Lynn talk to each other on another line and they decide not to go to this, you know, thing. Just out of spite because I don't see any good reason why they wouldn't go. Especially Lynn. She lives close, like we said. Mm-hmm. Maya just thinks that Joan's trying to get them back to her house um, for all the, you know, everything we've ever seen at Joan's house. And Lynn tells Joan, I mean, a regular workout schedule could be good for both of you. I don't even know if I have high cholesterol. Well, you said it runs in your family. And every time I turn around, you're ramming some fried dead animal down your throat. <laughs> I think she says that to Maya. Mm. So then we're back at another fish fry at Maya's, the Wilkes Estate. Uh, she's making coleslaw that look and she pulls it out of the uh tub and puts it in the 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 bowl that shit look like heart attack on a in a bowl what was mm-hmm. that stuff it was like a white blob it's just you know, so oprah interesting used to, oprah used to say uh in, in reference to diet if it's white it ain't right so if it's a white food it probably isn't good for you mm. what about potatoes Lady Those aren't good. Those are carbs. Damn. No pasta, no rice, no bread. You get Jeez, brown pasta. That shit brown tastes rice. That's funny. You get brown bread. The wheat bread. Wheat bread is good. Nothing white. Brown rice is good. I, that's, that's what that, she That's what Oprah said. That brown pasta, though, it'd be... I don't know about that. Hit or miss. Yeah. But you want to be <laughs> healthy? We're we going to have to do it in moderation. <laughs> Be healthy in moderation. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> Joan looks at her and says, I thought we was watching our diet. And Maya's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Lynn encourages them to go vegan. She's like, look at me. I'm perfectly healthy, except for a high blood pressure from all the soy sauce and six years of George Bush. Damn, six years? Oh, that's right. He got reelected. That's right. I couldn't vote back then. I ain't know nothing about all that. But yeah, I was, I was a kid. Veganism don't really mean that you're healthy, though. Because vegan, you, you can eat all the carbs and all the other shit that we was... Um, yeah, because um, Oreos are vegan. You say eat Oreos all day? Is that mm-hmm. what your diet going to be? Mm-hmm. All that pasta. <laughs> yeah. And apparently soy sauce. Mm. So, um, Joan says uh, Monday they're working with a trainer at her house at 7.30 in the morning. Is that Monday? I have that in my notes, but Monday? 7.30? Hmm. She wow, that's too early. That's a work day. Well, I mean, it's too early and it's a work day, but whatever. And uh, Maya I mean, and Joan have a back and forth about whose house this is gonna happen at. Go ahead. What I was gonna say was it is a work day, but considering that Lynn doesn't really have a job, Maya is kind of like mm, work for herself, kind of sorta can work anywhere. Yeah. And Joan, oh yeah, Joan has the restaurant. Can just chill at the restaurant. Okay. I can see that why. makes sense. On Monday. But 7.30, bitch, get the fuck out of here. So well, that's you know, hour before work. Change Some drive. people work out before work. What an hour What's worse is people that get up. What's worse is people that get up. Oh, that's right. She has to drive there. You're right. 
Mm-hmm. So that means she would have to get up five thirty. Five. Dip at well, she'd get up at five, leave around six ish. Yeah, that's not a move. Um, so Maya and Joan have this back and forth about whose house is gonna be at, and Joan says that uh, the trainer is a very famous trainer. She ain't finna drive all the way to Lancaster. She's based in the city. Then all of a sudden, Maya just goes bananas. Damn it, Joan! I am so sick and tired of all your little backhanded hits in my maison. I, I don't know why you're attacking me when I'm just busy trying to arrange a trainer for our health. Oh, you know good and damn well this ain't about your cholesterol or your trainer. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yes. <laughs> what what happened i was like wait did i miss something it went from zero to 100 real quick like i was watching it and i was like whoa what the fuck i thought i, I missed to rewind scene. it yeah. me too because it's like there was no build-up it just went from flowers to guns blazing i don't know <laughs> but she starts talking about oh that's why you you chase Tony away because you so controlling and everything got to be about you. Da, 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 da. And Joan is like, bitch, what? So she leaves like, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, Joan's as confused as I was in this scene because I thought they was just having a fun conversation. <laughs> and she says this in front of everybody. Oh, yeah, the, the whole party fry. stops. It was like the record scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, Stop! She's like, why do you... <laughs> Stop, Brittany? <laughs> Crazy! Okay, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> she goes, damn it, Joan. I'm so sick and tired of it, of the backhanded hits at my maison. <laughs> and she's like, bitch, all I'm trying to do is arrange a trainer for our health. So like <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> so yeah Maya said you know good and well this ain't about our cholesterol or your trainer so that's when I got it I was like oh so you're assuming that Joan is acting like this about the the amount of miles you live away and not wanting to go all the way out to your house all the time and talking about your fish fries is making her cholesterol go up because she's jealous that all the stuff ain't happening at her house anymore like it was all the other seasons. I haven't that's caught what that. she's getting at. Um, I haven't caught that either. I never seen. I never noticed that in Joan. I just figured. I mean, we all wouldn't want to drive that far. Like, I'm not gonna hold you. Like, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, especially because Joan lives in that prime city area, probably like downtown LA or somewhere around. Yeah, there it's like everything's at her fingertips, and then she uh, gotta go all the way out there to West Bubba Fuck in the yeah. Boondocks. I'm I'm with her on that. Like, yeah, who like, wants to do that? Who the fuck? I don't think it's about being controlling. No shade, no tea. But it's cool. You got a nice house, but y'all ain't got shit over there. What if we want to? What if we want to go out to eat? What if we want to yeah. take a class? What if we want to do brunch? What if we want to do Pilates? How how much yeah. how much more driving we gonna have to do to do shit in that area? Yeah, that's the kind of place you go where. You got to drive to everything. Like, and you have to drive to everything in LA, but far? Far? No. I can't imagine that it's next door or down the street or a couple blocks or like yeah, you could even jog like there. 10 minutes, 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And if, and if you're close enough, if you're lucky to live close enough, you could walk to a few places, like depending on mm-hmm. where you are. It's not all driving. 
It's like Maya. Maya, Maya had had this shit on her chest for a minute and she just wanted to get it out, uh, get it off her chest. And this is not the first time that Maya has done some shit like this and went overboard for no reason. And now I'm starting to look at her sideways because it's like, you got something to say, bitch. She is the one that be hiding behind. Oh, you just want to do this. No, that's you. You's the yeah. one that got something to say, but you can't say it with your chest on a regular day. So you want to make it sound like it's a problem based on something else. She did that shit with Lynn before. She came for Tony yep. before. And like Jones says later on in the episode, well, bitch, you didn't mind all my controlling after these six, seven years. Why the fuck is you getting hyphy now? Like, what's <laughs> what's really good? <laughs> yeah, uh... It it did seem that way, and then at the end, or when we get to a later scene, she throws Tony in there with the, um, or I think it might be the scene. That's why Tony ran off or some shit. I'm yeah, like, that's what she why said. didn't we talk about this? We dealt with Tony two episodes ago. Why are we just now hearing about how you feel about the situation? Right. When you want to hurt me, you want to bring it out. You want to bring Tony up. Right. And it's like, um, are we not forgetting that? Her quote-unquote controlling ass is the reason why you had a job for so long and mm. she let you get away with mad shit that you couldn't have gotten away with with um mm. with William. She's the one Ooh. that let you, gave you those days off to go do your hair, probably mad days off because some shit was happening with Jabari or whoever the fuck. Yep. So please, stop it. Yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Either you're going to fuck with it or you're not. Skirt. Yeah. And, you know, she says, uh, for the past six years, we've had Christmases at Joan's house, game nights at Joan's house, birthday parties at Joan's house. Why the hell I can't even take a dump in, in a public bathroom? No, no, no. Maya's got to do it at Joan's house. Because <laughs> Joan had a house. Y'all That's niggas true. had apartments. They didn't have a house. Like, let's, like, people be trying to leave out shit. Come on. What are we what are we really talking about here? <laughs> That's actually very true. I didn't think of that. That is true. None of the other girls, none of them had houses. Even Tony, she lived in a condo. Yeah. What are we finna have over there? What are we finna have at Maya's where there's a kid running around and a, and kid a strange around. half you got abusive a... <laughs> Oh yeah. Darnell. Nigga who don't even like them. You know? <laughs> Back when he was talking about a what 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 before he changed up. Yeah. And him. I don't like your friends. Ever since you met them girls, you've been acting funny. You've I don't want you being around funny. them. <laughs> so why why would we have something at your house then? Man? And, and then it's like it you had can't to be really you can't really move freely because you gotta worry about the neighbors beside you, under you, above you. You can't play the music yeah. the way you wanna play the music. A house, especially in LA, is a bit more secluded, so you could you can move however you wanna move. And Maya you know that. That was the reason yeah. why I was always at Joe's house. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because it's meta. Because all the fans always say, why did everything at Joe's house? Like, they be having weddings at Joe's house. They had uh, <laughs> the bridal shower at Joe's house. They done had, they done had a, somebody gave birth at Joe's house. Jones like, house. So it's funny that they put that in the script for her to say. <laughs> it's like what the audience has always been thinking. And what's funny also, I, the thing that she says, Maya says, where she goes, for the past six years, which would say that they didn't know each other before the show started. Like, we met 
the girls when Maya shortly after Maya and Joan met, according to the way they talk about yeah, for the past six years this has been happening. For the mm-hmm. past six years, blah 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 blah. Even Joan says something like that, um, mm-hmm. at the end for the past six or seven years. So mm-hmm. that's interesting that we kind of met up with them when they had just met. And the girlfriend, yeah, you know, some universe. listeners out there like Nettie. Nettie, it's a show. It's a show with seasons. Chill. No. <laughs> These aren't real people. But we are in the girlfriend's universe, the Mara Brock Akil universe. So in that universe, yeah. So, so, okay. So Joan, Lynn, and Tony knew each other since college. They've been friends forever. And right. then we got, in, she got introduced to William and Maya at the law, at firm. The law firm. Okay. Anyway, if y'all know what we're talking about, high five. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they keep bringing up uh, Tony saying that Joan is controlling and ran off Tony because of it. And I'm like, we're still bringing up this woman. This woman is in New York living her best life, trying to mm-hmm. live her best life, running up a bill at Macy's. She probably even think about them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Of course, the whole party stops and stares at them. And Joan storms off and leaves as she should. Maya looks regretful and she runs off to her room and Lynn goes after Joan. Mm-hmm. Next, we're at uh, Joan's house working out. And uh, do you notice who her trainer is? Do you of know her? Of course. You know, I can't wait to sing my name in the lights. No one's gonna stop me. You'll see. I will go far. What's my name? Taina. <laughs> Taina. Listen, if you don't remember that theme song, they're too young for you. Okay, because the chokehold that Taina had on us at them little two, three seasons that they was out, it gave. It gave. I think I think either she's too young for you or she's too old for you. Because honestly, to be honest, I ain't watched Taina. I knew it existed. It was a little kid like for me. I know her from something else. If y'all if y'all with me, she was on Disney Channel. She was in the movie Brink. She played Gabriella in one of the best disney channel original movies oh. ever made brink yeah the badass skater girl who was on a team with all dudes but she could skate way better than she was just lit so that's where i know her from um but yeah christina vidal mm-hmm. she's playing samantha the trainer here in this scene jones complaining to her about maya and lynn and she says they wouldn't even know each other if it wasn't for me mm. so so what? Um, we find out Joan's <laughs> still paying for for their part of the session, even though they didn't even show up. Which is like, what damn, the fuck? tossing damn. money away, <laughs> throw it down the train. Samantha has her do lunges, and she says uh, to Joan, "Make sure you keep your knees above your feet." And Joan says, "My knees are above my feet. If my feet were above my knees, I'd be upside down." Wouldn't I, Samantha? <laughs> okay, don't be getting smart with me, bitch. Bitch, just do what I said. <laughs> but. Yeah, Joan's really testy here. She's very upset. And she tells Samantha that she's not responsible for Tony running off. I wasn't perfect last year, but up until then, I pretty much was. And for them to insinuate that I ran her off, the bitch that Tony was, that's below the belt. Mm. Okay. Okay. I agree with some of that. Valid. Quiet part out loud. Samantha suggests getting new friends. Joan says she can't because basically she's too old to make new friends. Oh my God. Is that a thing? I've, I've, I've heard that before. 
I can't, I can't believe that. Like, I refuse <laughs> to believe that. For people who are like, eh, like mid-30s and up, I've heard people in that age range say that. Girl, I'm too old to be making friends. Because you don't want to make, they don't want to make friends. You have to want it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Some people don't really be like, "Why I need a friend? Why is this person being nice to me? What do you want?" Like everyone's skeptical <laughs> of everybody, so it's like, when someone's just being nice because they want to be a friend, they'd be like, "What? You want my money? What do you want? Why are you doing this?" <laughs> and I think that's what older people think. That's why yeah. they can't make friends because they can't receive it. Anyway, mm. anybody wants to be, I'm, I'm my my mid thirties. We're we are friend making people. We are very yes. friendly. Y'all want to be friends? Let us know, <laughs> girlfriends. We got this podcast. We got public, you know, right? Social medias and shit. Like I'm not like that. Message us if you're weird. Maybe not, but if you cool, shit. Yeah, some of you friends is weird as fuck. But <laughs> I know a lot of y'all ain't like that. A lot of y'all cool because I had some weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. So Maya and Lynn are at Maya's house exercising. Lynn can't hang, which I could believe that. But also the air conditioning's off. Maya turned it off because she's trying to save money. I'm like, damn. Still don't know. I thought y'all had that NASCAR money. Maybe y'all can't afford NASCAR. the house y'all in. Maybe y'all, y'all moved a little too fast. We you don't can't talk afford about to it. put the air. Yeah, Etsy done told y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, Lynn says, well, Joan's house is always cool and there's snacks there too. And Maya's like, fine. Take your spineless ass back to Joan's. And she storms off to the kitchen. Why is Lynn there? She got to drive to 60 miles too. She ain't complaining. Well, that's right. Food. (laughs) Unless when she drives, she does what we were talking about earlier. She stays over. Yeah. That's in the, the guest room she didn't make she that guest room did. hers yeah and she don't got a family or no obligation so she could stay there as long as she wants pretty much as long as they let her right but she she can't leave she threatens to go to jones but maya tampered with her car so she cannot leave see this is red flag number god knows what because Whew. maya been trying some stupid shit throughout the show and she has never been clocked the way that Joan and Tony has been clocked and I have a bone to pick with all you hoes who never come for Maya but always come for Joni Tony and Joan (laughs) Joni yeah yeah, bitch both of them together (laughs) the fuck (laughs) yeah you I every now and then I see someone on Twitter come for Maya but it's it's very much in the minority it's mostly either Joan or Tony I don't think anybody ever comes for Lynn. It's rare. I think in the order, it's probably Tony number one, Joan number two, Maya number three, and Lynn number four. Mm-hmm. And then, if we want to be specific, it's Tony number one, Joan number two, press the space button like ten times, all <laughs> the way down, and then you'll get Maya and um and Lynn. That's how it looks visually. Yeah, it's just... People just um, gloss over that. But Maya does have her moments where she does shit like this. And what she did at the party, that was whack whack too. But Lynn says she likes it at Joan's house. She was just naming all the things that she liked at Joan's house that Maya don't got. All the different accommodations, the food, the AC, we be chirping. She got snacks. You ain't got none of that. You trying to be a host, but you don't want to take on them hostess duties. So maybe we should go back to... You trying to cut corners trying to catch your own fish because you can't even buy it from the fish market you out there 
I who mean, knows what's in them fishes? Did they <laughs> clean them right? What, what what kind of stuff is in the water you be getting them from? Are you cleaning them correctly? You getting the bones out? How you doing? Oh, God. Oh, God. And um, <laughs> you out here sweating like a motherfucking runaway slave. You got Lynn sweating and shit. Like, what the hell? Because you don't want to turn the air on. <laughs> so Maya's like, nah, don't go back to Jones because once you go there, you'll be trapped. I'm like, sure, trap me there. <laughs> they sit down. They talk about it. And Maya says... What, that child thinks she hammers a few nails on a wall in New Orleans and that's supposed to make her sanctified? She is just as self-absorbed and controlling as ever. And I'm sorry, but I do not need that in my life right now. And Lynn gets upset because she feels like the friendship's falling apart. She's like, just like that song I wrote. And regretfully, Maya does remember the song. I remember the song, too. I remember all the songs that Lynn makes on this show, unfortunately. But Lynn starts to sing it if you don't remember it. And Maya's like, okay, 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 fine, 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 fine. I'll turn the air on and we'll go to Jones. I'll even forgive Mel Gibson. (laughs) Just shut up. (laughs) Do you get that reference? Mel Gibson and the sugar tits? (laughs) Oh, that's what she was referencing? When he got arrested. Yeah, which doesn't even matter. I mean, I guess it does matter because he was saying very hateful things. I think he said some racist things when he got arrested one day because he's like, I was just super drunk that night. So that's what he blended on the alcohol. So move on to the next scene. Lynn and Maya are at Jones. Samantha's there. We're gonna call her Taina. Let's call her Taina. The girls that know know. So Taina's like, "Oh, great girls, you're here. Get to squatting." And Maya said, "Oh, hold up. I could squat in Lancaster, and Lynn here, she's been a squatter her whole life." <laughs> that's a good one. That was a really good one. And so Joan tells her to chill and. She says, the problem you have with me is that I make one mistake and the two of you turn on me. Which I don't even understand how that's a thing because Maya was cool with everybody just a few episodes ago. Yeah, weird energy. Like, it just came out of nowhere. Maybe Maya's been holding this in since um, Tony left since the court case and everything and never really voiced her opinion. And Joan says Maya's trying to play the victim. Taina's playing therapist. But Joan's like, nah, I don't got nothing to say to her. And Taina's like, nah, bitch, you've been bothering me for two sessions about this shit. Y'all gonna talk. So Joan's like, stop throwing Tony in my face every five seconds. Maya's talking about she was just playing. And I'm like, were you? Nah, she lied. That was hurtful. She backpedaling. She was serious. Yeah. She don't want to say it with her chest because she knows she was Mm -hmm. wrong. And then she had to really apologize. So instead of saying, yeah, my bad, I was wilding. She's gonna say, what do you mean? I was just joking. Yeah, I hate when people do that. When they'll say some hurtful shit and then you get mad and they're like, I was just joking. You can't take a joke. You can't take a joke. But listen, when you catch that shade and throw a wipe the fuck back and then they mouth drops, what you mean? Mm-hmm. I was Since we all want to laugh, since you a motherfucking comedian today. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, this is like, what? that's like the biggest cop out. I was just joking. I'm just joking. Well, your jokes are terrible. I don't joke like that. If if yeah, the bitch. person that you're joking on ain't laughing, then it ain't funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you say that. It's like, just put it to a hip-hop beat. Period. <laughs> Drop that ether. The fuck? Oh, we haven't done that in a while. I might have to drop it. Um... But Joan's about to apologize, and she's like, wait, I don't even know if I'm sorry, because, like, how long y'all finna punish me for this? Why y'all won't come to my house? And Maya said, Joan, I have a house now. You know how good that feels? 
For the past six years, we've been gathering here. Why don't you give somebody else a chance? Because you live far as fuck, bitch. Like, why doesn't Maya... <laughs> in the boondocks we might have to meet in the middle <laughs> yeah and here's the thing when they was looking at the houses she even said damn like this is like a drive from like yeah like girl because you live in the motherfucking boondocks that's why but i felt kind of bad when when maya said do you know how it feels to be able to give back just a little of what you've given me i was like oh that was sweet <laughs> but she still tried it early at that party she's trying to yeah, sugarcoat she it now but she did why you couldn't just say this all like at the party instead of like or uh, put me into another room and talk about it why you had to talk about it in front of all the guests and shit uh-uh there's right. a way to handle things they hug it out though and that's the end of the scene and then we're back with william in therapy for the final final scene and he's telling his therapist like i had an out like she was giving me an out and i didn't take it mm-hmm. and he's like why he's like well maybe i guess on some level i'm in love with her but on another deeper, sicker level, I feel like I'm in quicksand. And there's a pack of wolves, and they're eyeing my beefy neck. Just like I said earlier, he mm. got a big-ass neck. Mm. And this was, when I watched it, and I, I thought it at the beginning, and I put it in the notes, I didn't know he was going to reference it. Like, mm. I'm like, cool, he agrees. His neck is huge. All right, cool. Sausage necks. Um, the therapist is like, I think romantic love is an impossible ideal. You're searching for something that doesn't exist. Now, I like what the therapist says there. Romantic love is an impossible ideal. Mm. Um, say it louder for the bitches in the back. That's my oh hell yes moment. I'm going to say that right now because mm. we're so close to it. Because some people want it to always be, you know, Romeo and Juliet. Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. They live in a fairy tale. Yeah, they want it to be every single day. And when that doesn't happen... They're like, oh, I guess it's over. No, it's just not going to be like... It ain't like TV shoes. It ain't, it ain't like the 90s, 2000s rom-coms. It's not like that. That's just something they give you so you can go buy tickets to their movies. Shout out to the rom-com. Damn, <laughs> what happened? They say love don't exist, bitch. We ain't finna do no more of those. <laughs> don't nobody care. Um, But yeah, that's something people be looking for that. That's why... Sometimes people see love in their face and they can't recognize it, like William says here. And therapist says, you know, focus on what you have with Monica instead of what you don't have. And they wrap it up. And then he goes, wait, 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 one more thing. Uh, William says, should I be alarmed if I feel like I'm being taunted by a cooler version of myself? And the therapist looks confused and says, maybe we should, uh, we should explore that. And we find out the therapist has a cooler version of himself. The cooler version want to play golf. He's dressed yeah, in golf gear. you know, I, I don't know if I'm feeling this whole cooler version thing that they put in this episode. It's kind of hokey. Yeah, it's a little too Cheesy. wonky for this, um, yeah. for this show. Yeah, we're not. This ain't a sci-fi. I don't think we've ever had any sci-fi elements on this show. This ain't, um, what other show has some shit like this? Lizzie McGuire used to have shit like this. Oh, fucking, uh, That's So Raven. That's So um, Raven, yeah. Wizards of Waverly Place, um, yeah. Did Phil of the Future have some shit like that? I ain't really watched Phil of the Future, but... Oh, I don't remember. I was a part of that time, but I wasn't really watching Phil of the Future like that. But those other I two, I stopped watching sure. when, when Nestle Raven came out. I was like, I can't. I'm not with Supernatural sitcom. We just talked about this. I'm not with psychics and... 
I can't can relate as I'm a kid. The future. Oh, theme song's hitting. That wasn't a problem. <laughs> but as a kid, I don't have powers. So how do I relate to a girl who has powers? Here's what I will say, though, about That's So Raven, as opposed to, like, let's say Wizards of Waverly Place, right? She would have her visions, but it would only oh, yeah. be one time. And the visions were needed because what happens is she would always see the visions wrong. And then she tried to, That's like, another thing I didn't it. like. Right. What's the point of having the power if your visions are wrong? Well, that was the point of the show. Then that's, I didn't that's like what that. created the problem. You're, you're useless. You have a useless power. And I'd be like frustrated the whole... I watched like the first three episodes maybe mm-hmm. back then when they came out. And it would always frustrate me that she would never figure out that what she's seeing is wrong. She wouldn't be like, oh, last week I was wrong. So let me fix it this week. It would be like the same situation every week. <laughs> Her fashions used to hit though. I like how how to dress her. <laughs> nice, nice redirect. I like that very well. <laughs> yes, she could dress. Theme song was hit, and then she could dress. Yes, and, and she Raven was black. Is a great actress, and, and she, she was could black. Sing, you know, and she could sing. So, um, like, anyway, unhinged. y'all, we just went on a little tangent about about old shows, but we are gonna get to this oh hell yes moment since mm-hmm. I already said mine. Etsy, what is your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes is Joan telling monica girl you acting like a pick me she ain't give it to her the way i wanted her to give it to her yeah (laughs) i mean you know the the point was made it was valid i don't mean to be all up in your business then don't be (laughs) see all that snide undercutting you just slung at me you should have slung that at william for disrespecting you like why you letting this nigga slip all over you bitch like are you dumb you're smarter than this bitch you stupid is you dumb (laughs) yeah Somebody needed to say it, even though she didn't catch it till late. It took a minute for it to marinate up in her cerebellum, deep in mm-hmm. her cerebellum. But <laughs> when it hit, she she told William what she thought. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, from here on out, Monica has more assertiveness. Backbone? In the next few episodes. Yeah, backbone, neck bones, ham hocks. Um, so we'll see what happens next week. Head over to our social media. At Hell Yes Girl on Twitter, at Hell Yes Girl on the TikTok. And head over to Redbubble to our merch. Go ahead and get yourself an ugly sweater, even though they're not ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, a mug, our pen tweet on Twitter. Yes, Twitter has that link. Mm-hmm. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, We need some more ratings on Spotify, guys. More five stars on Spotify if you can. If that's where your primary way of listening to it is there, just go ahead and please give us five stars. Mm -hmm. Show some love, guys. So our next week's episode is called Hustle and Dough. Mm. Hustle and Dough. You know the one I like is, uh, what's the other one? Whoop that trick. Get him. Whoop Whoop that that trick. trick. Get him. Whoop that trick. Yo, when I was in the theater and that shit, who the fucking hit? And he's trying to figure it out. And they trying to figure it out. Anyway, Hustle and Dough, I think it's a playoff of Hustle and Flow if you guys haven't realized it from what we're singing. And also, I want to talk about our, um, a little bit about our bonus episode where Etsy, uh, it's story time with Etsy Rowe, where she gives me the lowdown on Britney Spears' book and what's going on with Keith Lee. 
So if you haven't heard that and you're interested in those topics, please head over to your fees and check out that episode. Um, until then, I am Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And we will see you next week with Hustle and Dough. Bye, guys. Bye.